Michelle Guerra is a homegrown East County resident and has been all her life. She graduated from Liberty High School and worked at the Antioch Applebee's where she met the love of her life and future husband, Tim. She attended college and used her natural artistic talents to become a successful graphics designer. Tim proposed, they got married, and they were blessed with two beautiful sons, Cameron and Colton. Michelle runs her own successful local business called Garrett Graphics and has designed the 110 magazine for over 10 years. When Colton was just four years of age, their family received unfortunate life-changing news. He was diagnosed with stage four neuroblastoma cancer. They fought a very difficult battle for many, many months, but then became victorious the help of some super medicine. However, the fight has come back and now Colton is 11 years old and they are more determined than ever to beat this for once and for all. Please welcome my friend and coworker, Michelle Guerra. Hello. Hi, Trisha. How are you? Great. Thank you for having me. Long time no see. I mean, we never see or talk to each other, oh, yeah. you know. It's so rare. <laughs> anyway, um, it's a pleasure to have you on this show. I've wanted to do this for a long time, and you're a very busy woman, and your family is very busy, and you've got some a lot going on. Um, and we're going to talk about that. So let's start off by telling us how is Colton doing now and where are you guys at in this battle well i know this is a, a hard topic to talk about pediatric cancer but i promise it's not going to be a doom and gloom depressing um chat we're going to have today uh, we definitely try to focus on the positives and laugh and have fun as much as we can along the way because this is a marathon not a sprint and uh childhood cancer even though it is uh, a horrible disease. The kids are not sick in bed all the time. Like they, they're so resilient. They, they start to, to rule the hospital. They, they walk around like they own the place. We uh, are, the, we play jokes on the nurses and try and sneak up on them and they become like family to us. Aww. And uh, we just adapt and we try to live life despite our situation. Colton even once did a breakdance battle against the San Francisco police officer in the hospital lobby that ended up going viral and on national news. <laughs> and he should have been flat on the floor because he was in dire need of a blood transfusion. But kids are amazing like that and resilient. But um, so our battle now, Colton has been fighting, like you said, neuroblastoma, which is cancer of the nerve cells since he was four years old. And that was in 2015. He would was cancer-free for three glorious years, and then he relapsed. He came back in two little spots in his chest. He caught it fast before it could spread, and then he was able to get in on a drug trial to start this new drug. So I feel like those three years were meant to be because now this drug became available, and it was a chemo pill that we were able to take at home. 
with minimal side effects. And in under a year, he was cancer free again for the second time. But that doesn't mean you stop. Yeah. You keep going because you don't want it to come back. So we stayed on course with this treatment. And while still taking these pills, he relapsed again this past December. And those same two spots. Um, the only way kids can really even get on to get access to these drugs is to be on a drug trial because it is experimental. And so we were fortunate that he at least qualified for that to be able to be home uh, during the craziness of this world um, and in treatment. But now we are back to inpatient hospital stays. We decided to add to it. So we still on that same drug, but now we added in the drugs that got him cancer free the first time, our other miracle medicines. And so now every month we are admitted for one week and he gets three chemos and immunotherapy. And then it takes about a week to recover. And as of right now, we are kicking cancer's booty again, but we still have a little bit sticking around because it's stubborn and it's hard to get rid of. So we're just gonna keep at this for probably at least the next year, and then we'll see where we're at. But uh, because of the advances in these medications, kids, are, it's for some kids with neuroblastoma, it's becoming a chronic illness where they go in maybe like every five weeks and they get their immunotherapy and we keep the cancer at bay. So instead of it once just taking over and you run out of options, now we have options. So that's where we're at now. Um, just figuring out our new normal of going in once a week and adapting. So, wow. So, um, I, and I've seen, I've, I've worked with you, been friends with you. I've watched you guys battle from day one and how, um, the, the, what the effects have been just from an outside. I mean, you know, and, and so I know that you always handle this with grace and, and you're, the whole family has just been so determined. And then the community has rallied behind you guys. I know that you have your Facebook page. Um, share with us a little bit about that Facebook page and how that evolved and how that is an outlet for you and, and all that. Because I, I love that Facebook page and it's always something that just you are do such a great job with your writing style. Who thought you were just this great graphic artist and then you're this amazing writer when it comes to your personal battles. So share a little bit about the, the whole Facebook page. So um, when Colton- it's a, it's a group, well, it's a page and a group. What is it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a group. Okay. Um, yeah, when Colton was first diagnosed and I was feeling completely overwhelmed, not knowing what our next step would be, um, my good friend, Teresa Addison, who we also work with, um, she said to me, you can't text and call everybody to update us all, all the time. She's like, we need to make a Facebook page. What should we call it? And after I thought about it for a little while, I'm like, well, Colton's nickname was Hulkin because he was always this shy but tough guy, always running around going, Hulk smash. So that's how it evolved and became Team Hulkin. 
And um, I thought it was just going to be a small group of friends and family to update. But almost overnight, we had nearly 500 people following us. And today we have over 2,000. And sharing our journey, it, it has become like therapy for me. Um, it helps me to process the information and what's going on, troubleshoot it. And, and then it also makes me reflect on our wins. Like we always try to win each day by, you know, even the smallest thing. Mm -hmm. um, it might have been really challenging, but he ate a piece of bacon. Hooray! <laughs> you know? And, um, and I also feel like you, you don't know who is out there that you might help by sharing this information. And, you know, things that we learn, things we've discovered, the mistakes we've made. I'm a big believer in talking about our obstacles in order to problem solve them. And even for myself, I, there's so many conversations or posts or things that I recall that end up helping us on our journey and lead us down a new path. And I just love those aha moments. Mm. We're all in this together. And if we can help someone else or give hope, then it gives us purpose. And having a purpose makes this bigger than just us. Absolutely. I used to worry a little bit um, when I would run into other families in the halls of the hospital now that we've relapsed twice. And they're telling me about they're just starting their journey. And mm -hmm. I wanted to be encouraging, but I didn't want to discourage them that, yeah, most of the people we're in treatment with are doing fantastic. Like they are doing great. Unfortunately, we're fighting again. And then I was talking to another uh, fellow cancer mom um, that we were on this journey with. And, and I was telling her about this and she's like, well, you know, it didn't come back twice. You beat it twice. Aww. And I was like, you know what? You're right. And that totally changed yeah. my mindset on it. I'm like, I've been looking at this all wrong. And that's why I feel like the benefit is to talking to people. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Absolutely. Well, I want to go back to the very beginning when he was first diagnosed. Um, uh, tell us a little bit about that because, you know, I mean, this is every parent's biggest nightmare and fear. And what were some of the symptoms and, and whatnot? So that, you know, I mean, I just know people know what to look out for. Tell us about that. Okay. Yeah, Colton was totally healthy little boy um, up until he turned four. And then all of a sudden he started having fevers every day. And then he had some leg and hip pain. And the fevers would, weren't super high. And then they'd usually go away by the end of the day, but they kept coming back every morning. And he wasn't eating a lot, starting to lose weight. And his blood work looked okay, but he was a little bit anemic. And after a month of going back and forth with the doctor and doing different blood tests, um, our pediatrician said, I think we need to get a second opinion. Sent us to UCSF. And they knew as soon as we walked in the door, they, wow. they told us, well, it's either an autoimmune disease or um, a bone infection or cancer, but that's the least likely, but they knew. Yeah. <laughs> and so then we were admitted and um, 
after doing an ultrasound they, and a urine test, they knew right away. It usually happens to kids under the age of five. It's just as the nerve cells mature, they just mutate and it's just bad luck. It's not hereditary. It's okay. just bad luck. So and on Valentine's Day, we started chemo for the first time. Oh, wow. Wow. So, and then with neuroblastoma, um, is there an age that it's, I mean, that it, it, that it doesn't show up in children? Tell us a little I mean, bit about that. It's really rare to show up the older you get, but someone we were in treatment was, was 11 when they discovered it with him. And there's been a couple of cases even older than that, but okay. it happens to babies. Um, it's just unfortunate in a okay. stubborn, aggressive disease. So you have to throw everything you got at it the first time. So our first battle had our chemo. Um, we had a 10 hour surgery, usually the tumors on the adrenal gland of your kidney. So we had a 10 hour surgery to remove that. Uh, we, funny story, we had all of our family in the cafeteria with us and we're waiting. The surgery they said originally would be probably about five hours. So we're waiting, we're waiting and it's getting later and later. And now it's like nine hours and then we get to the 10 hour mark and they've been updating us saying they're still in surgery. But then I get a phone call and everybody's looking at me and I'm like, the pizza's here. <laughs> like, ah! <laughs> but then shortly after the phone rings again and it was the surgeon and he goes, the Hulk is good. Oh, <laughs> I'm like, awesome for like delivering the news that way. <laughs> yay. But he did well. well. We finished that surgery, did more chemo. Then we did something that's targeted radiation that left him. He was in a room isolated by himself at the age of five. We could only go in for minutes at a time because we it was too much radiation that he was giving off. And uh, so we ended up calling that the power up room. And we made a comic book about it because as a parent, you don't know how you can get through a treatment like that. Yeah. And so we explained to Colton and his other friend, Colton, another Colton with neuroblastoma, how strange is that? Yeah. Um, that they are the chosen ones that go and get to go in the power up room because they have super soldiers in them and they can withstand the power of the power up room. And their super soldiers are gonna be hunting down neuroblastoma and they're gonna release what's been captured and that's their superpower. So Colton had super speed and then we did it again and um, had super ninja skills. <laughs> but then we still had cancer left over. So then we ended up doing chemo with immunotherapy. And Colton was the first child at UCSF to do this treatment combination. And after one cycle, he went from 12 cancer locations down to barely one. Wow. It was our Christmas miracle. Wow. And we New Year's, got rid of it completely. And then we went into the bone marrow transplant radiation and then more immunotherapy so it was an intense first battle but we did it yes you guys did and mindset must be everything right um how do you how have you uh i've watched you share with us how you've done it though um really with colt's mindset you just you've created this world that he can understand and that he can feel empowered 
And, you know, share with us a little bit about that because that's really huge. And, and I don't know how you did all that, but you did. (laughs) (laughs) You can figure out what motivates and connects with your child and then just run with it. So when Colton was four, kids are amazing first off because they just want to play. They live in the moment. And um, so he was a terrified little four-year-old, of course, because he'd never been in a hospital before and trembling anytime anyone would come in the room. And so we told him, hey, the doctors tested your blood and you have super Hulk soldiers in your blood. They're going to fight evil blastoma for you so you don't have to worry about it. And then I could just see him transform before my eyes that he just felt invincible. Like it took the it out of his hands that it was going to be taken care of for him. So um, anything that we could label as super or super medicine, uh, we did the comic book that we made and it just made him under be able to understand it in his terms. Yeah. And now today that he's 11, it's a totally different type of fight. Yeah. Yeah. We can't call everything super anymore and just get away with it. Even though we still refer to things as super, (laughs) Um, but he's more aware. He has more worries and questions. Uh, I highly recommend to get a, therapist and ours is amazing the whole family has a therapist and that has been the biggest blessing and our through it our families learned like great coping skills and how to identify and process our feelings just finding a good therapist that you can connect with is such a smart thing to do they know their stuff like yeah why wouldn't you go to an expert to get guidance and our boys love their therapy time and then this the second thing that came about that I can't believe how well it worked with the help from our therapist was the contract negotiating. So Colton has had so many COVID tests, so many pokes, so many other horrible things that nobody wants to deal with. Yeah. Um, and we didn't want him to focus on blaming others, blaming mom, blaming nurses, um, feeling like sorry for himself and poor me. So we started negotiating with family and friends uh, for these contracts that for the things that he had to do. So we'd write up a legit contract and we'd say like the date I Colton promised to complete the COVID test to the best of my ability without blaming or complaining. And then we would negotiate how many reminders he could have like, okay, you can, you'll get two reminders that you're not supposed to be complaining or blaming, but then he never even en- ended up ever needing one. Because once we got this contract negotiated, he knew what he was going to get in the end, his Pokemon stuffed animal, this one. And one contract with my sister, she threw in, once you finish your COVID test, you have to record yourself doing the floss dance and say, I did the COVID test. I did the COVID test. I am awesome. I am awesome. And then send it to her. And then he would get his prize out of our prize bag that we had with us. Um, but he thought he was pulling one over on everyone that, yeah. you know, his master negotiating skills, everything awesome. he learned from boss baby. Um, <laughs> but, but really deep down, he knew he had to do it regardless. Yeah. But it, this gave him some control over the situation. Yeah. And he, there's something that he has very little control over 
And once we like spelled it all out in the contract, he knew what, what, what to expect and what was expected of him. And then his whole mindset just changed. Like he was on a mission when he would get to the hospital, like so proud that he didn't need any reminders, that he did these COVID tests and whatever else it was negotiating. And sometimes he'd even like call, hey, auntie, guess what? You fell for it. COVID tests are no big deal to me anymore. <laughs> so funny. Aww. And then I started to wonder, well, are we going to have to keep giving him rewards forever? Like, yeah. are we like setting ourselves wow. up for this? But really, once he just started to feel confident about it, the contracts yeah. kind of vanished. Like, okay. he just... He just knows. Like, I think it was really just a way of getting through it and giving him some power. Yeah. So we, and, and he's also adapted to, um, he knows, unfortunately, and fortunately, he's used to hospital life. He likes to problem solve too. He likes to plan, ooh, what new fun thing can we do when we're at the hospital this time? Yeah. So he's not sitting around feeling sorry for me. Sometimes he's asking me like, when do we get to go to the hospital again? I know. Yeah. Which is crazy because like he doesn't, kids, that's the beauty about kids is they don't yeah. remember all the times they've thrown up or how horrible they feel or the pain that they have because it's cancer of the nerve cells. He just knows the fun. That's what he remembers. Yeah. Which, yeah, you have helped and Tim and the family, everyone, um, You've come up with these great things like freedom fries and yes. <laughs> other things to make it fun because it's not it just it does not fun's not just going to happen on its own. I mean you've been, I mean you do have that creative mind already. So share with us a little bit about well the freedom fries. Yeah, well usually um, when we're leaving we always go to In and Out and get those freedom fries and. Usually he can, he feels good enough to eat some, but it's like that thing at the light at the end of the tunnel, like the end of our week long stay, we know we're leaving and we're getting those freedom fries. <laughs> so how is he doing now? Like this week with, you know, with everything. Um, he's doing pretty well this week. He's bouncing back. So our week after our hospital stays are always pretty rough just the recovery process. Um, he's on a lot of pain medication when we are admitted, just because the treatment itself can be is really painful. It just hits your nerves, all of your nerves, um, not just the neuroblastoma. And so it kind of makes your, like when your legs fall asleep and you get that pins and needles feeling. So it kind of feels like that as he's getting this 17 hour medication that goes on for four days. So he's on the pain medication pump, we, he has his little button he can push for a little extra dose. So he always says, I feel buttoned. <laughs> and he's starting to feel calm and relaxed and, he, and not in pain. But we figured out a, a way to manage everything. We're still learning every time I feel like we learn something new, some better way to manage. So one day awesome. at a time. Yeah, absolutely. One day at a time. And then... With you, how are you coping and what keeps you going during all of this? Well, obviously I talk a lot, <laughs> but it also plays an important role of how I cope as well um, by writing and sharing our journey on Facebook. Even I, 
usually it always ends up long, especially this year. And I never intend it to be, but I'm always amazed whenever people actually read the whole thing. <laughs> but I, uh, but it's therapy for myself. So sometimes I don't even know what I'm going to be writing about. And then by the time I get to the end, it's like I've given myself a pep talk and I just feel like, we and then as people, you know, cheer us on, it just fuels us and we know we're not alone. But I also try to do yoga because running is not my thing, unlike Tim. <laughs> <laughs> and like you said, I love to be creative. So if it's designing or painting furniture or rearranging furniture or planning creative days for school, that inspires me and keeps me going and makes my days fun. And just the little things matter so much more after the hard days. Yeah. And I try not to stress too much about what we don't get done. I try to focus more on what we do accomplish because then I feel less like a failure and more <laughs> accomplished, you know? So, um, and then I think another important thing when you're in a, in something like this or anything really is allowing yourself to be sad or mad yeah. and cry and get it out because that makes space for you to take it on. Yeah. And it's scary to let all those feelings hit you, um, but it's a balance and you, you have to get it out because you gotta put that game face back on because this is not gonna win. Wow, yeah. Well, I feel like as you write and, and as I read it, we're all learning with you. You know, that's the beauty of it. As you're learning, we're learning, you're sharing your life lessons and I'm gaining perspective that I wouldn't have if I wasn't watching from the outside and trying to and rooting you guys on. And um, there's we have such a great community, and I love seeing them root you guys on as well. And speaking of that, that the how dinner helping one woman we just had that. Um, when was it? Last week and. That was awesome um, uh, to be a part of that. You were the honoree, so um, tell everybody a little bit about the how and and what it felt, what it was like for you to be honored by them. Yeah, such a wonderful group of people and organization. And how together with our community, they have such huge hearts. And um, not only did they raise money to help us with our fight and our mountain of medical debt. But also by sharing, allowing me to share our story, it also brings awareness to pediatric cancer. And it's severely underfunded. And unless you know somebody that's going through it, you might not even be very familiar with it. I know when Colton was diagnosed, I was pretty clueless about it. Yeah. And even though it's every parent's worst nightmare that we're living, we are blessed in that we get to witness firsthand all the good that there is in the world, all the stuff that you don't hear enough about, just like the How organization and our community. And I feel so honored to be able to see that. And I feel like if we weren't on this path, maybe we wouldn't have. And so I feel that's definitely a blessing that has come out of all this. There are many. That is one of them. <laughs> <laughs> Any uh, life lessons that you, you know, come to mind that you might want to share with us that 
people that haven't been following you might want to tune into and hear about? Uh, well, just when I speak to new families um, that are just starting this, uh, I, I know how overwhelmed they feel. And I always tell them the same thing. I know this is, feels impossible, but you can do this. Kids are incredible. They are so great at adapting better than us adults. And they live in the moment. We worry about the future. So don't, <laughs> don't waste your time worrying about all the what ifs that could happen. Focus on the right now. And I think cancer isn't like other illnesses. It's not like you do X and three weeks later you're cured. Like yeah. it's a series of educated guesses, which was surprising to me that your plan is always changing. That if something starts to work, then you stick with it. If it's not, you change gears. And the only thing, so the only thing you can expect is the unexpected. And we were in treatment with six other kiddos. We um, were called the blastomers. <laughs> and it's interesting because all the kids had neuroblastoma, but everybody responded to a different type of treatment. Some it was the chemo, some it was the targeted radiation, some it was the chemo with the immunotherapy. And so you never know what's gonna work for your kid. So you never give up because you never know what's just you know right around the corner. But you just have to focus on one day at a time, sometimes one minute at a time. And I love the quote, focus on the first step, not the whole staircase. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> and I also tell parents, throw out everything you used to think about how you medicate. If you were afraid to give your child Tylenol before, <laughs> this is a whole different world. They yeah. need six different anti-nausea drugs plus three or four others just to feel okay. And that's okay. They need that support and it's okay to, to give that. And when you think they're doing well and you can start to remove some of those, still wait another day. <laughs> <laughs> but um, just to keep hope and keep going. So that's what I've learned. Oh, well, thank you for sharing that. And um, on top of everything else that you're already going through, this, this pandemic hit, um, it's coinciding with everything that you guys are going through. How, I mean, I'm just going to ask this, how does it make you feel when you see people arguing about the whole mask situation, like with schools and kids and all that? What, what are your thoughts or your input? The pandemic, I, in a way, feel like we've been training for this for most of Colton's life. Masks are not new to us. At one point, Colton, um, after his bone marrow transplant, he had strict isolation for eight months while his immune system came back. And I remember when we finally took him to the grocery store and he was in the cart, he felt like he was at Disneyland. He was like throwing his arms up like, woohoo! <laughs> And just the little things become so much more special and important. Some things that maybe we take for granted. And that pandemic in some ways worked to our benefit in a weird way. Everyone was stuck at home, not just us. Everyone was wearing masks. We weren't the only ones missing out. 
And sorry, everyone. (laughs) (laughs) Family and friends were excited and willing to like jump on Zoom and do fun things. Like we had so many fun things that we planned over Zoom. Colton played with his cousin in Tennessee more than he ever has. And we're like, why didn't we think of this sooner? Took a pandemic for us to think about FaceTime and Zoom. But as far as arguing in schools over masks, I don't even know if I want to touch that. But uh, fortunately, we've been homeschooling ever since Colton was first diagnosed, um, both of my boys. And it was one of the many blessings that came out of it. Colton and Cameron are both doing so well and thriving. But I also understand how terrifying and helpless it can be as a parent when you're worrying about your child and you feel helpless and you don't know what the right thing to do is. And and that's kind of like what we've had to face fighting cancer is you're stuck with these life and death, life or death decisions that you have to make regarding treatment. And the treatment is scary. Like they have to tell you everything that's ever happened to anyone. And that's terrifying. And I never want anyone to have to ever be asked to make a decision like that. But people often say to me, I know this is nothing compared to what you've had to deal with. And I always tell them like, but it doesn't matter. Like you please still tell me how you're feeling. And even normal life and just being an everyday parent, it's hard. It's a a lot of hard work and stress. And just because it's not cancer doesn't mean that it isn't hard. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I think we all just need to give ourselves some grace. Um, Let's try to problem solve together and support each other. We might not all agree, but we do all agree this is hard and difficult and we don't know what to do and like I'm constantly conflicted on what the right choice is for our family and I'm so tired of making those decisions but still have to do it (laughs) but I just try to you know focus on what we're dealing with like I can't take on the world because yeah. I have enough on my plate. So I sometimes Absolutely. have to put on some blinders. Yeah. yeah. And I can only control what I can control. But sometimes I do want to walk around with a sign that says, kid fighting cancer. <laughs> <laughs> I bet. <laughs> Molly moly. Well, you know, watching, when I see your posts and they inspire me and they give me this perspective and then, there have been times when I'm like, oh gosh, I can't complain about that dumb thing that just happened to me or my kid or my husband. But then it's funny because I have still done it. And you're like, yes, you can. Like, of course you can. Don't feel bad about being, we're human, you know, yeah. we're human. So, and then I'm not thinking about my own stuff for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, so how can we, is there a way we can support you or families like you that are going through this? I mean, tell me your thoughts about that. Um, during these crazy times in particular, I really do appreciate when families and friends are 
respectful of our situation and they don't make me feel like a crazy paranoid mother. <laughs> you know, when people, they don't want to get Colton sick. He needs to be kicking some cancer booty and they don't want me to get sick because I'm the only driver and, and I just appreciate when it's taken out of my hands that they take it upon themselves to be cautious uh, around us. And um, so I guess before you're quick to judge somebody, just maybe think about maybe what's going on with them. Like, I think that's an important lesson. Again, the sign would be helpful <laughs> or a t-shirt. <laughs> <gasps> but, um, but always, we are always asking for our glorious three P's, which are prayers, awesome. positive thoughts, and powerful Hulk strength. Yes. And yes. even when I'm alone in the hospital room, I never feel alone because I know no matter what time of night, I can send out a message and there's always somebody cheering us on, you know, texts or messages. And I never feel alone. And I feel like that is priceless. And um, another hard thing I've had to learn on this journey is asking for help is a sign of strength, not weakness. That, yes. and that's hard to do. Yes. But people want to help you, and and we need it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. But you yes. constantly fueling our fight. You know, whether it's a comment or gesture, um, a like nothing's too small and it all makes a difference. Um, I encourage others to not keep what they're going through a secret that we all need each other and it's okay to be sad and mad, overwhelmed, but just don't live there. Like find a reason to celebrate, find a reason to do that happy dance, problem solve. Life is hard, but how you choose to deal with it is how you can still find happiness. Wow, wow, wise words. I feel like I just had my own personal therapy session. I owe you some money. <laughs> I'm not kidding. You're amazing. And anybody who wants to follow Michelle and, and Colt and the Garas, um, they can find you on Facebook. Your group page is, um, they, it's a group page, right? Team. Tell them what page it is. There it is. Team Hulk yeah. and Colton. Because Colton is an E-N. So he's H-U-L-K-E-N. Yes. yes. And Hulk is an E-N also. I, I spelt it wrong a few times here and there. <laughs> it happens. I am. Um, but I, I'll just say um, thank you, Michelle. You are the best. I'm so lucky I get to work with you too and, and have fun in, on that you know, for the, all these years um, doing what we love to do, which is the 110 Magazine, but um, being friends and, as well and uh, following you and the family and our husbands are friends. And, you know, it's just, um, it's definitely a, a journey that we're on and um, there's so many blessings along the way and you, you just share those and we appreciate that. And I would recommend people follow you and because it is, not, it's like you said, this is, it's more uplifting than anything and, and great perspective. And um, I don't know, it's kind of a little bit of therapy for all of us. If you ask me. <laughs> so anyway, um, love you. Take care. And um, thank you for having me. And you are pretty amazing yourself. And that's why we make such a great team, I think. 
all shucks. Well, keep sending those P's, keep sending those three P's and we will do that. And yes. we'll, we'll see you later. Okay. Thank you. Bye, Bye everyone. You.